Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? I see the Wells. What's up, Wells? Oh, not too much. Just uh, almost had a sip of beer go down the wrong pipe. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Do not snort the beer. Yeah. I'm not going to ask what you've been doing today, but don't <laughs> snort the beer. Don't snort the beer. Uh, so, anything fun you guys have been up to since we last recorded? Uh, I, I uh, gave my kegerator a long due overhaul and cleaned it out real good and replaced oh, so some you, lines. So, and, so you mean you don't have any Big Bad Baptist on tap that's been um, there for like five years? I, I, okay, so first off, it's two years. Uh, <laughs> second off, uh, technically it's not on tap, but uh, there's still probably somewhere between a third and a half of that quarter barrel still left. Jeez. I, you know, like I, like I said, I, I think I've just burned myself out on it. Well, yeah, and I it mean, sucks. It, but because it, it, the like, listeners should remember our famous heel turn on Big Bad Baptist that we had a couple about six months ago. Yeah, I think we all might be done with it. Well, them. and I mean, from a usability standpoint, it's basically taking up a tap that I am not going to be touching anytime soon. You know, like I'm just, yeah. I'm not going to drink enough of that during the summer to justify keeping it on tap. But yeah, you know, like I said, I cleaned it all out and <clears throat> got a. Got a new hot drop and roll keg and a, a Munzler's Revenge. Oh, nice. um, you know, we, we've got a couple gatherings of a small number of people coming up in a graduation party kind of thing. Better be less than 10. I know. Well, we're, we've already, you know, we're putting tape on the floor and everything, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like I, I wanted to have, you know, easier drinking stuff. Not that hot drop is like, you know, crushable. Well, I mean, I guess it is, but I mean... Yeah. It's a little easier than a 13.5% Imperial Stout. So I get you. I get you. But yeah, so that was nice. And then I did my typical, like, okay, I bought you know two Sixtals. I'm not buying any more beer ever. And Josh was like, hey, I got this new beer. And I'm like, that looks good. Oh, yes. Maybe yes. I would like some of that. The beer that you're staring at there? Yes. Well, what about you? Speaking of Big Bad Baptist, I went to a local bottle shop and saw a bottle of Big Bad Baptist Sitting on the shelf. I had to look it up on Untapped just now, but it was release number 102. That's an old one. Uh, is it? I believe so, because I think my keg is newer than that. Okay. Um, well, it was the last bottle on the shelf, and it was ridiculously sour and a drain pour. I mean, it tasted like pennies. It was just, do they not have a lab to test these beers? I mean, How sad is it that Epic has turned into... One of the places that I think all three of us in this room would trust to now go and nope, nope, I ain't touching anything. Yeah, I'm, and it's it's I always mean, a shame when you have to write a brewery off because of quality well, and not so, because so of here's, like. Here's what I would say, Wells. Um, when when I had this beer um, back in September, actually September 2019. So it's not been long enough to have gone bad, but yet here you are. And it went bad. Like, that kind of beer, that beer should not have gone sour. Nope. Bad QA. Bad really? QA. Yeah, bad Q. So, you're saying that bottle I picked up was September, maybe? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Bad QA. Like, I remember they released some bottle of, like, one of the, uh, maybe it was a Baptista variant. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, sent some email out, like, while it should have, like, when they recalled everything, yeah. like, this should have gone through our QA problem, or a QA program, it appears that nobody ran a QA panel on this variant. And it's like, but you have procedures for a reason, and if you aren't doing it, I, I just can't believe you're going to ship beer from Utah to North Carolina or from Colorado to North Carolina and have it suck. Yeah, like that's a lot of time and effort and energy, and you're aging those in whiskey barrels, and you're bringing in like other people's coffee, and like you take all this time to source ingredients and do things right, and then you screw it up, like one small thing. Yeah, it's called damn plate your barrels before you blend everything together. Like yeah. you got to know if something's off before you dump it in with the rest of them. Did you say plate your barrels? Yes. What is that? Okay, so you pull a sample, you run it through your lab, and you look at it, you know, under the microscope, whatever. Okay, okay, sure. So you just want to make sure that they've been tested and that you aren't introducing some sort of undesired, you know, bacteria into that's going to affect the flavor profile. So at that point, what you're talking about... I, I want them to run lab tests and put their 
samples t- under a microscope and, cool. and do so, testing. So I take my beer, I put it in a barrel. When you say plate your barrel, you, you're talking about like like doing a microscopic mm-hmm. on, view of on the beer that was in the barrel. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Why they wouldn't do this, mm-hmm. facility of their size, that's the big question. Yeah. I mean, breweries a lot smaller than Epic in Charlotte have a full functioning lab. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean a lot, one. a lot of breweries in Charlotte smaller than Epic, which is, I think, just about everybody. Have, I, I have, was going to say, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I is, don't know how okay. big they are off the top of my head, but with the name like Epic, I'd be really disappointed if they were small. <laughs> if they were small. Well, they've got two sites, right? They've got the Salt Lake and they've got the Col- the, the Denver site. Yeah. So they can be that small. Yeah. Shouldn't be that big a deal, but but here we are, yeah. and here we are. And Ooh, yep, here speaking we of are. here we are, what's up, Jeff? Uh, so I've got a quick little thing that I want to talk about that really breaks my heart. Wales for Wishes has been canceled for the year. Yep, yeah. I was really looking forward to it as I am every year. It is my favorite event, mm-hmm. hands down, for sure, and goes to a great cause. But unfortunately, they had to decide to pull the plug just because of all this COVID shit, which we've seen a lot of other things cancel. I knew it was going to happen. I think all three of us did. But we were all holding out hope that maybe it could still happen at some point in the year. But they decided to pull the plug. Now, good thing is, if you bought a ticket for this year, you already have your ticket for next year. Yeah. So done. Done and done. Don't even have to spend the money. Or if you want, you can take said ticket and just donate that ticket cost directly to Make-A-Wish. Yeah. Or you can get a refund. Or you can get a I, refund. I appreciate their complete transparency and flexibility. Yep. You know, I, I have no intention of asking for a refund. No. You no know. way. Yeah. I, I want to actually just convert it to a donation, to be honest with well, you. Well, then do it. But I don't want to lose my place, so I'll just <laughs> give a second donation. Yeah. Uh, so that's the I'll, other I'll thing, too. I'll go ahead too. and set extra money aside for next year. Yes. Because well, I mean, like, next year you would have paid for the same amount yeah. to get in. So, like, just that's your extra yep. bang for your buck. Yeah, besides what I already spend because I spent stupid amounts of money there. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, you do. I, I drop a we little get, bit. But we, I get plan jo- we get Josh nice and drunk. He gets real huggy. And then he starts, like, spending lots of money on donations and tickets for the raffles. Yes. Yes, I do. But that's fine. And that's a problem? No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. I'm just telling you what I do. Yeah. Cool. So with that being said, if you do listen to the show and you've been wanting to go or interested in going to Wales for Wishes, this year's been canceled. Just be ready that you know tickets are going to go on sale and they're going to go on sale quick. And there's going to be a lot of us that probably already have them because we're not doing anything but using that ticket for next year. A lot yeah. of pent up demand. Yeah. yeah, and I feel so bad because this was going to be like this was going to be a special year. Yeah, because Pliny the Younger in bottles, right? Well, like, and not only that, but. I was actually going to talk this year, like get up in front of everybody and kind of <gasps> tell them the story of make a wish for me and everything else. And I'm bummed. I'm bummed. God, I can't believe that Josh was willing to get up in front of a bunch of people he doesn't know and open his mouth. I think we just figured out why they canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is sending emails. Guys, please. I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. I'm yeah. so I don't like talking in front of people ever. <laughs> I really don't. But you, you do fine. I you know. actually do a pretty good job. Yeah. I know. How much uh, money has Whales for Wishes 2020 raised? Over a hundred thousand. I don't know exact number off the top of my head, but it was over a hundred thousand, which is not bad. Fucking for, insane. Not bad for a postponed beer release. Well, and not only that, but think about you know how long this event has been going on, and yep. every year that number just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we still crush a hundred thousand dollars. Without even having it. Yeah, without even having a real-life festival, which is fucking amazing, if you ask me. So, yeah. Uh, didn't even have to do anything. Right, we didn't even have to show up. Josh didn't even have to get white girl wasted. <laughs> and, like, disappear for a, and not even tell anybody he's leaving. He's just, where's Josh? I don't know. Um, oh, man. He, he's gone. Oh. He's gone. He gone. He gone. Uh, one last thing. Um Kind of talking about breweries that we don't trust. I, I had this. Oh. I had this moment oh. yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I know that's a weird said. said no, 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 no. I so I wasn't prepared to go in this direction, but okay. Unfortunately, Highwire has gotten to that point with me too because oh, dang. I really? saw some Tin W forty, and I'm like, mm, we've had a lot of misses with that beer lately. 
I, I, so I just ignored it. They turned like, so I feel like, um, I no longer am willing to give them a free pass on 10W40 variants. Yes, I am not at Straight all. Straight base, bourbon barrel aged. Absolutely. I will still continue to buy that. Their sour program too. Their sour program too. But I don't see much out of their sour mm-hmm. program anymore. I don't. Um, and that's fine. You know, maybe there's more coming at some point. Like I miss, remember when they were doing that, that series, we had that one that was like the, like the wild rice lager or something like that. Um, had like a little bit of lemon in it. Man, it was so good. Such a neat, interesting beer, but I uh, just really haven't seen much of that out of them. I think they just, you know, they expanded and they probably got more into what sells and less into, you know, like the fun kind of one-off things. So yeah, I, I hear you, you know, and, and it, it sucks when it gets that way, but it really does. Like I, I hate not buying stuff from Epic. I really hate not buying stuff from Highwire since it's at least an NC brewery. Right. But it is what it is. Yeah. It's just too, it's too difficult anymore. All right. So on to the news. Uh, y'all use Untap still, right? Not at the moment. But <laughs> you have been. Yes. Uh, something that I don't think a lot of people realized is that with the tracking information, if you were in the military or if you maybe were in an offshoot of intelligence, they could track. And people, just public information that's out there, you could track what bases you were at, which from a security standpoint is not good. And I don't think a lot of people were realizing you know, hey, I'm checking into it, it, this facility, which maybe isn't publicly known as a military facility, and now people could put two and two together and figure out where you were at, which is terrifying, if you ask me. There was a hubbub with a Map My Run a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. that came out and got popular, and using Map My Run data, you had um, working maps of military facilities because yeah now that was a security detail i mean you could add on enough different layers and you could see where all the roads are holy shit like just it was just kind of crazy um yeah i mean military's been through this before with any sort of like program tracking your location but if you're just innocuously checking into beers on untapped I mean, this isn't doing anything new that met my run or, you know, other things we're doing, but, right. but boy, people just forget to turn off their location sometimes. Yeah. Oops. Oops. I mean, that's why I don't believe in sharing, like becoming untapped friends with people that I don't know, because that's a good way of saying, Hey man, uh, here's it where I'm at. This is where I am all the time. <laughs> well, Come not, find me. Hold not on, usually I got to unfriend Chuck real quick. <laughs> not not related to this topic, but just in general. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd, I've always got paranoid about like somebody tracking me down. Like, oh shit, I saw you were drinking over at so and so. Like, cool. So yeah. you decided to come find me. Like, yeah, that's a bit much. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, every everybody should be careful, not just like active military personnel. Right. Yeah, that's a valid point. And you know, maybe everybody should just not use Untapped. But that's me. I. <sighs> I got so happy when I deleted that app. You have no idea. Like, sure, it was but, the greatest thing ever. But here I was able to pinpoint which uh, release of Big Bad Baptist I had that went wrong. Yeah. like two weeks ago. So there's that. My no, memory no. isn't fantastic, but my notes are <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It is a double-edged sword. You are giving up certain things to get certain things. Yeah, that's true. Or you just delete it and pretend like it doesn't exist. And that's fine, too. It, you know, for me, I live in a, with enough data and spreadsheets and databases. Like, I appreciate being able to go back and look at stuff. But, I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you just make a spreadsheet for yourself instead of using it? <sighs> I've got too many of those that I keep up as it is. Okay, fine. Um, just a quick update on Pico Brew. We talked about the little product, and they shut down and all that stuff. Pico but Brew P- was the... Uh, like it, it was a startup that shut down, but there was like a was was that the, like the Keurig machine yeah, or something? Yeah, basically like that? it was like a little Keurig that you could put up there, um, an insanely expensive one. And I actually, shouldn't say it was little either. Uh, one thing we did not mention though, they are fighting to keep their website up. If their website shuts down, half the equipment doesn't work anymore because it's all internet enabled devices. Okay. It, 
talks to the internet. It talks to their cloud. That's so if, an expensive paperweight. Yeah, so if you don't, if they can't keep their website up and functioning, that device stops working. It's yep. the internet of things. Yes, it is. It's an IoT in a bad, bad way. Un- unless you... Yikes. Yeah. What happens if you move somewhere with like a shitty internet connection? Then you've got an expensive paperweight. Gosh. And it'd be like, God, I can feel like my, my parents would have one of these because it would be something they would complain about. Our internet's down. Okay. Well, you live out in the middle of a field. Like literally, they live out in the middle of a cornfield and they have line of sight internet and it, <laughs> and it and it takes outages and i'm like okay so like yeah Our but the one you, but what you had before was like that direct tv direct pc HughesNet thing yeah. which was even worse and had like a data cap of like 20 gig per month so you can't even stream anything Oof. i'm like if this is like if this is really what the problem is maybe you all should move in town yeah oh we don't want to do that okay cool conversation ended yeah we're done here uh, so this was posted on our <clears throat> subreddit, and the listener knew we talked about it, but he was like, this is something else I wanted to point out. Because we didn't mention it, and I didn't even think about it, but yeah. So if you happen to own one of these devices, pray that they keep that website up, because if they don't, you've got a paperweight. What if I have a lot of papers that are really getting under control? I wonder if there's somebody that listens to us that has like a spare paperweight that they could uh, send. Send. You never know. Uh, so something else that we talked about last episode, or it may have been two, I don't remember now off the top of my head, uh, talking about you know being able to drink outside. So California, still being on insane, crazy lockdown that they are, they are now expanding alcohol service to sidewalks and parking lots. So you're able to buy alcohol on a sidewalk or a parking lot, which I think is really smart. You know, as... A lot of these places are having to close. They don't have a choice. You've got to be able to make revenue somehow. You know, we talked about it before we started recording, but we've lost a couple of restaurants in town. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to continue to happen. These small mom and pop places that just can't keep open. Yeah. But if... So what this would allow breweries and things to do, they could set up... You know, some temporary seating under a tent, whatnot, like expand their outdoor dining situation yep. into part of their parking lot, which is fine, socially distanced tables and all that, and keep people outside rather than clustering them all together inside. I mean, I think this is a, a responsible usage. Yeah. 100%. And I'd like to see North Carolina follow suit in something like that. Because So I want to ask you, because mm-hmm. you specifically go out way more than Jeff and I do. You'd be surprised these days, man. Well, I, I know, <laughs> and that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. Have you been to a brewery now that they are reopened? Yes. Okay. I've been to two. Okay. What was it like? What was the experience? Um, I went my first legal drink, I guess, <laughs> um, was at Heist Brewing and Barrel Arts. Okay. And the you walk in and get your beer, and then we just went outside and sat on a patio um, okay. because... There's plenty of patio room over there. We were 15 feet away from the next table, and it, everything was great. Well, I guess my biggest question is, yeah. like, do they have, like, you know, a lot of these places have tables and chairs. Like, did they have certain table or chairs flipped up so, like, you couldn't sit on them or, like, don't have chairs there at all? The most interesting thing that I've seen was implemented at Triple C. They've really gone above and beyond. Um, On their patio tables outside, they have zip-tied to the table a laminated sheet, two-sided sheet, that's like, this table is clean and sanitized, or please have, like, we just left. Okay. So there's, like, one side that's green, one side that's red. Okay, that's cool. So you sit down at a green, and when you get up, you're supposed to flip it over to red, and somebody will come out and clean the table and get it ready for the next patrons. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was... Again, I've only been out to like two places, and that triple C situation was fantastic. Yeah, but, that would make me actually feel okay about yep, being there. They had hand sanitizer stations at the doors. Um, it, I mean, everything was great. Cool. But I didn't stick around. We didn't do a lot of drinking. I yep. was there for a four pack. Gotcha. And uh, you know, we were just going to grab a patio beer because we had some time. So I had a four pack to go a beer on the patio and then we left. So it wasn't like a big involved thing. You know, we sat outside on a table. Nothing has changed okay. in, in that regard. Right. 
So it's it's been nice. That, but that's my limited experience with drinking out in Charlotte, at least. Okay, cool. I was just curious. We actually went to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Wasn't bad. The beer was awful. But, you know, like, I couldn't even... I, cu- I couldn't be mad, right? Because you know as well as I do, it's probably been sitting. Yeah. I tried to go for what looked like it might have been the freshest thing, and it just... It wasn't. And I thought about sending it back. But I thought, you know, look, like this is not going to be the time that I'm going to be hoity-toity about. Like, this isn't a perfect experience. We're all just happy to be out. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, well, would, I would say that if you are going out, be careful, but also, like, be patient with the wait staff, expect mistakes, and be gracious, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, honestly, part of the, re- like... We yesterday were, she had to go to the office to grab some stuff. And she's like, do you want to go somewhere and, you know, like grab lunch and have a beer? I'm like, no, not really. She's like, why? And I said, because these places are going to be so slammed. They're at 50% capacity at best. Some of these people haven't worked in months. And I just feel like it's going to be a shit show. And I'm just going to get frustrated and I'm going to lose my mind. So we just didn't end up doing it for that reason. I'm a grumpy old man. Makes sense, but for real, to to echo what Jeff said, if you're going out, you know you need to be patient oh, and understanding. And you know these people aren't wild about working in such close circumstances during a pandemic. All right, but where the hell did my other sampling class go? It's right here. Oh, okay. I was confused. So, but you know, you're right. It's that level of if you can't can't have empathy for people that. Might not want to be there, but they're just doing what they have yeah, to do to survive, go. then don't go. Yeah, which is why I've I also go. seen the memes like, you know, if people are at 50% capacity and you can't drink for two people, you know, you need to stay home and leave this to the professionals. <laughs> right? So I'm kind of at both ends. It sounds like, like some crusading needs to happen. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'd still rather just order stuff through DoorDash and or, you know, Postmates or whatever from a local restaurant and get it delivered than. A lot of of local restaurants are doing a better job of building out their own um, order-taking infrastructure. So as much fun as using Postmates is, if I can buy things for full price directly from the restaurant, from the comfort of my own home, I'm doing it. Because look, all I want is the convenience factor. And then if it's going to be ready... You know, if if all I need to do is place my order and then get in my car and go pick it up, and once I get there, it's ready to go. Yep. Problem solved. Like yeah. I don't mind going and getting to go food if it's if the ordering part is the easiest. That's the only reason I use those delivery services because well, I don't. All you got to do is get on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't want to have to call a restaurant and say, okay, wh- what can I get? Exactly. I, I'd rather just look on my phone and go, oh, okay, yep, 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 boom, yep, boom, yep, boom, yep, boom. yep. And if they get this wrong when you, like, you know, there's no uh, human error involved there. Right. right. Exactly. On the flip side, though, <clears throat> you're, you're, taking, you're taking money out of the restaurant's hands, though. You know, like if it's supposed to chest you want. Yeah, because I mean, I, shoot, there was that story that was the there was some guy who realized that he could buy pizzas from himself through Postmates and actually make money on it somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, I agree. Here we are. I agree. Uh, I know that the three of us probably aren't the biggest baseball fans. I used to be when I was a kid, but not so Same. much anymore. I have a passing interest. Every year I'm like, oh, who's in the playoffs? Maybe I'll... Nah. 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 I'm good. I, I usually tune in for playoffs. Okay, so at least then you are aware the Astros won. Oh, yes. No, I'm fully aware of this situation. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they had a cheating scandal. And so there is a brewery in New Jersey that has made a beer that's called the Trash Can Banger. <laughs> which is making fun of the fact that the Astros uh, were doing some tricks like beating on trash cans and all kinds of other crazy schemes to, to cheat, and they've been caught cheating. And everybody knows that they did it. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. What kind of beer is it? I'm sure it's an American IPA. Uh, trash can banger. 5.4%. It doesn't even say, does it? It doesn't even say. Ah, to the untapped. 
Featuring a can that harkens back. Are you really kidding? They couldn't even... They were that lazy. They couldn't even tell us what the well, beer was. SportsIllustrated.com. You know, like they're there to talk about the sports, not the beer. Sure, but for crying out loud, that's one, two, three. Like, okay, so is it Bang the Trash Can Slowly by Rally Cat Brewing, Banging on a Trash Can by Dark Sky Brewing, Trash Can Banger by Departed Souls? Yes. It is a New England style IPA. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense. If I was going to make this, I would have made this as a Bach. <laughs> a shiny I would have called it a shiny Bach and I think we have a title God that was good that was good alright so final story up for this episode is shiny Bach according to Paste these were five beers that were brewed that were quote unquote ahead of their time so I'm curious to see what your opinions are on these. Okay. 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 So the, the first one up is from Victory, Prima Pills. So they're saying that uh, a Pilsner is somehow revolutionary in 1995. Six. 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 Sorry. 96. Because there weren't Pilsners back then, were there? <laughs> Touche. Okay. I'm just, I'm like, I'm asking. I no, 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 no. You're right. And, and I'll be honest. It's been a minute since I've had Prima Pills. I don't even remember what it tastes like. Is it a hoppy pills? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty aggressively hot. Okay, so um, maybe that's what they're going for is the fact that it was a hoppy pilsner, which back then would have been unthought of in '96. So you know, like the, the scroll up a little bit. The, the commentary here is that you know, or I'm sorry, down whatever. You know, during this time, craft beer was trying to distinguish itself from AB and Bev. Right. So. Are you ahead of the curve by saying, hey, maybe we should make that thing that they're all wildly successful at? But then at the same time, again, it's a hoppy Pilsner, which Pilsner is typically not hoppy. Sure. And especially 96. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I, I actually think that. Man, Wells is hating on some beers today. No, that's just one. Oh, was that was that the was that the one I just poured? Uh, no, it was the one before. Okay, I think so I'll rem- yeah. I'll remember it. <clears throat> well, we'll probably have to run through here again. But... I know. Okay, next up. Um, I you know again you know because uh, brewery Omegang's Hennepin Farmhouse saison because like nobody was making saisons in America at least. Yeah, they weren't. I mean, not, like not ninety seven. I, I feel like I feel like this one's fair. Omegang definitely was a big part of. Finding Belgian beer on the shelves. Yes. They were huge for me when I first started getting into beer because I didn't know about Belgian stuff. And then I started seeing them and I'm like, oh, and then I started actually learning there's Belgian beer out there. So I'm at the store yesterday picking out my second six. I grabbed a hot drop and I'm like, "Eh, what else do I want? And I see a a keg of Omegang's Three Philosophers. I'm like, man, which one? I remember that. Which one is that? Oh, yeah, Belgian quad with cherry. I'm like, $84? Holy hell. I'm gonna, oh, wait, there's a one there. Never mind. It's oh. $184. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm 84 like, bucks? I yes. yes, please. Yes, like, I can't drink through this Baptist, but I will totally drink that uh, Belgian quad. Uh, Hetty Topper, next up. Sure. I mean... I mean, come on. We made time, a clone of it. Ahead uh, of its time, yeah. It, it was the I'm, first big... One, right? I mean, yeah, like, that's the first hazy, basically. In right. 2003, like, boy, there was nothing like Hetty Topper. Yeah, no, you're time. right. I mean, that, I remember, like, holy crap, I've just never had this before. It, it absolutely blew my mind for what the hell that was. Yeah. yeah. So, this is the first time on the, the list where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember where I was when I first had Hetty oh, Topper. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and then I remember all of us drinking it going, we need to make a clone of this beer. I remember uh, uh, hanging out at the Dogfish Head Pub in Milton with my buddy Scott, and we were talking about Hetty Topper, and I was explaining how like revolutionary it was. And he decided to change his flight home because he had been training up in somewhere Delaware, whatever's up there, the north part by New Jersey. He was training up there, and he was, he changed his flight so that he could drive up there, chase two trucks, ended up getting I don't know like. 
eight or ten cans and oh, wow. shipped me like three of them in one of those like FedEx poster tubes. Totally worth it. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like that was, those were back in the days where like a beer that actually was that distinctive and stood out. Yeah. You know, today, like, I hate to sound like a jaded a-hole, but it's like, oh, it's a, Wells came in and he's like, I've got this beer and it's, you know, a, an Imperial Stout and it's got coffee and vanilla and bourbon barrels. And we're like, that sounds good. But it's not like, oh my God, I have to like stop everything. We need to have it right now because I haven't had one of those this week. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. I remember when like a bourbon barrel aged beer would come out. It's like, oh my goodness. Like yeah. KBS would hit the shelves and I'd lose my mind. Don't yeah. even get me started on Brooklyn Black Ops. Like, oh God, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> so speaking of stouts, the next one up, it's a porter, but the maple bacon coffee porter from Funky Buddha. I hate to admit to this, but yeah, I'll, I'll, gi- I'll give them this one. I mean, for an adjunct as fuck porter. Yep. God damn, that one's fantastic. Oof. Like, I remember Mark getting that for me before we could get Funky Buddha here. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, can you just send me all of these, please? Like, every time you go to Florida, grab some and bring it back. Because that shit was amazing. And, it like, having an adjuncted beer at that point when this one really started catching on wasn't that new. But having one with like bacon. Yeah. Like drinking this, like I always said, it was like, it was like having breakfast out of Denny's, you know, like you got that, that maple syrup, you got like that, like you could like almost taste the bacon in like the, the shitty like diner coffee. Like it was all there, but it yep. worked so well. Amazingly then, well. You know, much like, and I, like if Mexican cake isn't on here, I'm going to be upset, but like, you know, this was kind of like Mexican cake where there were so many that have now followed in trying to replicate this formula. Yep. Have you had Mexican cake this year? I have. It's real good. Where did you have habaneros in yours? I did not. No, it wasn't hot, and that's why I liked it. I don't like the really, really hot Mexican cake. See, to me, that's what Mexican cake is. Oh, okay. Well. Like I, I just wanted some peppers in there, and and this year's batch does doesn't fucking. It's not. Have yeah, them. it's not really? spicy. Nope. But uh, it's also readily available on the shelves. Oh I, yeah, no. I, I wonder why. I see it in common market all the time, just yeah. sitting there. I'm yeah. like. Okay. But but again, like, so first off, well, you know, and I don't know if we may get to it, but, you know, m- much like this Funky Buddha, you know, like you get to this point where when you get enough knockoffs of it, you're, you kind of get to that critical mass point. And again, that's kind of where I'm at with Baptist. I've got enough barrel-aged Imperial Stouts with chocolate and or coffee in it that... Yeah, I'm holding one in my hand. Yeah, I'm literally, you know, it's... It's hard to get excited about that anymore. Yeah. You know, just like looking at an IPA and it's like, ah, you know, like, I want something kind of, I need something with a little hop bite to it. Um, Hop drop. They'll do real good. Yeah. And it's excellent because they have real good QA over there. They do. (laughs) We may may have had their QA manager on the show a couple of times ago. Uh, Next one up. As much as I do not like this beer. Uh, Wrong. Westbrook's Goza. Mm hmm. Which. I will give it to him. It was ahead of its time. Very. I just don't like the beer, but that's me. I don't it's, have to like it. It's overly salted for you, correct? Yes. Very. Very um, much so. It also smells like vomit. I try not to smell vomit, but whatever. Well, I try not to either, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> sometimes when your head's down there, like you just can't really avoid it. Yeah. But no, I mean, this is another one of those examples of they made it. It went fucking crazy. And now there's all kinds of knockoffs of it, like, which again is hilarious because it's you know it's it's a variation of a German style. Yes, this isn't like a new style of beer. Like Hetty Topper, I'll grant you, was a new style of beer. Yes, maple bacon coffee porter. It's, a, it's an it's, adju- adjunct. I feel like it's, it's enough of of a deviation that it counts as its own. Westbrook's goes a, you know. Yeah, I mean, they've been making Gozas in but Germany since the 1800s. Sure, but no one was making them domestically. And right. Even the uh, producers in Germany were few and far between. Yeah. Like, That's this fair. is a traditional style, but didn't really have a lot of traction in Germany. I mean, there was a lot of talk about this being a nearly extinct style, style. of beer until Westbrook gave it a shot in the arm. And now you've got people like Anderson Valley out in California doing, like, two... Like 
goes as year round, right? Yeah. Well, like one goes a half the time, the other goes the other half. The, but it's like blood orange and watermelon, right? Not, not together, but there's like a blood orange one and a watermelon one. Yeah. Okay. So dumb question. Dogfish is sequential. Would you call that a goza? I think it is because it's like uh, I think they call it like because it's like sea salt and black limes. Which yeah. Is yeah. Disgusting. But yeah, it's gross. I don't like it at all. Well. <laughs> So you don't, but it was like one of their biggest sellers because it's it fits this bill of like people want that pool beer, right? Like I remember when this was getting big and uh, Florida Cracker from Cigar City was getting real big, and it was just that like I just want like something light and easy drinking to sit at the pool with. That's not you know a ten percent, yeah, ten percent. That was the last one, by the way. The ghost, yeah, Westbrook. And well, I guess if Westbrook's going to get one, goes it makes more sense than Mexican cake. True, but I would also I, I feel like Mexican cake should get a. So that was going to be my next question. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Which is what isn't on this list that you think should be on this list that was groundbreaking for its time. I mean, again, Mexican cake. I feel like is. I would I'll, agree with that. I'll, I'll quit talking about it, but. No, I'd agree with that 100 percent because they mean, made that, and then there's. Clones of it all over the place now. I mean, I feel like Zombie Dust was a, was a big deal. I mean, hell, for that matter, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Oh, yeah, that beer was the ahead of I mean, its time beer. Yeah, well, and, and so, like, is it ahead of its time, or it was made, it? did it become the exemplar to which everyone else followed? And maybe those are really close, but just barely distinctive. Because I feel like, you know... I, I, I don't know enough about my beer history to know if Snapple was really the first and had been doing it before everybody else caught on. I was I don't know that it was technically the first, but it was definitely the flagship of example of this is what a pale ale should taste like. Overhopping a pale ale. Yeah. You know, because it's like a super hoppy pale ale, which is not what normal pale ales were. Right. And then you see what, 20, 25 years later, Dale's comes out with Dale's Pale, which is basically a copy of Snappa, but still a damn good beer. Damn good beer. But it's basically a copy of, of what Snappa is. And I haven't bought Oscar in forever. Uh, I, I would say one of mine that isn't on this list is Anchor Steam. I feel like for sure. that beer yeah. and that style. But, okay, but I think the spirit of this article is beers that then had a lot of imitators. I don't know that there were a ton of Carolina... Carolina, California common clones. But now there is. There's a lot of them. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's starting to come like sure. become a style. I mean, I mean, I've, hell, steampunk from Triple C. Yep. Excellent beer. Yes. But so good. Anchor Steam was kind of the, the first to, to come around. Wells, do you have one that you could think of? I mean, I remember having uh Black Ops. I know I was just talking about this, but it's a Bourbon barrel aged imperial stout served in 70, 750 milliliter bottles, but like re fermented with champagne yeast. And it just had like this. I mean, it's just great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily ahead of its time, but it's like the first thing I can think of from the 2000s where I'm like, uh, I, I just remember having my mind blown seeing something like that. Yeah. I hate to say it, but Bourbon County. Yeah, I it's mean, a good example of uh, it. It was one of the first really big, really popular bourbon barrel aged beers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can remember yeah drinking Bourbon County when you couldn't find it before you know Goose Island Back got bought. Before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Back before it was cool. Hipster nerd. I I mean I, I can't help it. Like I I specifically remember Mark sending me a text going, I just got some of this. I'm hanging out with a bunch of people that are not going to appreciate it, and I'm not wearing my shirt. I'm not wearing my shirt. Come on. <laughs> Do you want to come to my apartment and share it with me? I was like, I'll be right there. And when I said it, he meant his penis. <laughs> God, you're the worst. The worst. Turns out that text was a little bit more succinct. Uh, I remember it reading something like, you up. and <laughs> You up, dog? What's up, dog? Oh, I see that. All right, gents, are we ready for our break? Yeah, we can oh, do yeah. that. Break them off some of that. All right, we'll be back in 30.
It's and we're back. Bye. I'll explain how it works. Good try. Finally. Hey, we had to take some time. Uh, so a little different of a show this time and next week. I'm just going to warn everybody in advance. Next week's going to be a totally different show. It's actually going to be kind of a fun idea. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you'll be able to watch along with the four of us, meaning Chris is going to be back. We should oh. totally uh, open this up on the Discord. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to. Yeah, um, we, we may, me and you can talk offline about make, how to logistically make this work, but uh, uh, we, could, we could announce like the day and the time that we're going to watch uh, this, this Amazon Prime video documentary. Yeah, yes, it is a documentary about Greg Cook, 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 Cook. The Sam Adams guy. No. No. The Stone guy. <laughs> the Stone guy. Jim, not, not Jim Cook, Cook, Cook. Yeah. The Stone Greg guy. Cook, 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 Cook. And, and more particularly, or more specifically, I should say, this is about them opening and then grand opening, grand closing of the Stone Brewery in Germany. Oh. And all the trials and tribulations that go along this with like it. This is like VH1 behind the music, Greg yeah. Cook addiction. Pretty much. Pretty addiction. much. Uh, I have not seen it. Jeff hasn't seen I haven't it. haven't seen it. Wells hasn't seen it. So we are going into this blind, yeah. and basically we're going to talk over it. Yes. I'm not blind. I can see. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll be turning on the uh, captions for this one. Yeah, so anyways, point being said, this is going to be our only normal buy-no-buy of this session because next session is going to be remote again. So We're, we're finally able to get back together again. And, and, and Josh we, is like, like, fuck it. Where was this video like a month ago when we were like, this sucks? Yeah, right? I know, I know. So, anyways, buy no buy. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer on it's the show. It's gonna be a show. long episode. It is. That's okay. That's fine. It happens. We've had long ones before. Uh, we've got a Some bunch of us of, anyway. We've got a bunch of truck hey, beer this how, episode. How do you handle the long ones? Uh, two handed, softly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> two hands, a little bit of spit. Third, if you got it. <laughs> so, so yeah, we we've got some Chuck beer. Claxon uh, sound here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chuck, Chuck hit me up the other day and he's like, Hey, I'm sending you a, a box. And I'm like, Oh, well we're recording a day early. And he's like, what? And then suddenly it showed up, you know, cause he's not that far away. So it showed right. up like a day or so later. I'm like, awesome. So, yeah. um, the first beer up is from pontoon brewing, uh, in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Uh, this is called dim bones. It is a dry hop pilsner with Laurel and Tetnang hops. Tetnang. Um, you know, like as far as a pilsner goes, this is quite fine. Um, a little more sweet than uh, I would get out of like a Captain Jack from Old Mech. Um, not nearly the same kind of uh, like I really like Reup from uh, Resident Culture. Uh, the hops they use in that, I, I I think I like a little more than this. But I, this was fine. Uh, I would if I, if I'm at Pontoon Brewing, I think I'd get a pint of this or at least get it on the flight. I liked it. I mean, I have to ask if it was here in Charlotte, would you buy it? I don't buy a lot of pilsners, so so there's that. Okay, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't avoid it. You know, like it's fine. I'd buy it. Oh. Well, I like the spirit. It's a little punchy uh, with the hot presence at front, but I mean, it kind of made me think of that victory prima pills from a, you know, our segment earlier. So if you like an aggressively, you know, hop forward pilsner. This is a pretty good one. I like it. I would buy. Gosh. Yeah, it's not terrible. Uh, unfortunately, we have the next one up, which... We can get locally. We can get locally, and it kind of... And I, I know they're different styles, technically, but... But, I mean, okay, so... so I mean, are, I would still you, buy this. Okay, so you still buy it, because I don't think it's a fair comparison. Okay. And, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Okay, so, please, please. Uh, moving on, next beer up is uh, from Divine Barrel here in Charlotte, so it's not a Chuck beer, but... Uh, it's from Divine Barrel. It is their impressive dexterity. It's an India Pale Lager with Citra and Vic Secret. So, like, to me, this is a hoppy lager as opposed to the Pilsner that had some hops in it. So this is like an, uh, a juicy IPA, but minus the A. It's a juicy IPL. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is Fine. A, this is a good beer. Fine. Y'all know me. I, you know... I, I love me some DBB, so I'm gonna buy it. Um, but I, but I do I do enjoy this a lot. This is a fun beer. I like it a lot. Wells, um, I mean it's a smooth finishing haze boy. I mean like one of, one of the absolute smoothest finishing haze boys. I have wrecked about a case of these since it came out in the last two weeks. So. Nice. 
Uh, well, I mean, I've had help, but still, like, we've blown through, like, a case of this. I love the spear. I, I wasn't sure, like, what a juicy IPL is going to be like, but dang, more, of, more folks need to get in on this because juicy IPA, like, ain't got shit on summertime. Juicy IPL, that's where it's at. Josh, where are you, man? So, honestly, normally I don't like IPLs. We've all tried them. They've not been very good. Right? Uh, they're whelming in most cases. They're fair to Midland at best. Yeah. I, I like that. We're gonna have oh, a, okay. we're gonna have a fight about that one. That's fine. This isn't that one. That's, okay. No, no, that's this. This is okay. That's the box. Okay. This is I was look holding this to you if you wanted more of it. Oh yeah. sure. Then there. Okay. So anyways, uh normally I don't like IPLs, uh just not my jam. <clears throat> I feel like they're just weird. They typically don't come off the way that they should, or at least the way that I'm hoping them to. Uh, I saw this, and of course it was divine. I had to be, I had to put trust into them and go, all right, well, you're doing a style I'm normally not a fan of, but we'll see. <clears throat> and damn if I was right. This is fantastic. And Wells, I think you are... You perfectly explained this. This is a basically a hazy without the haze at the end. Like... Well, or a juice bomb, sorry, not hazy. This is a, a juice bomb that is lagered out. Yep. Which is damn good. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, uh, Chuck Beer. This is a collab between Creature Comforts and Burial. It's called <laughs> it's called Culture Keepers, and it's a Maybach. Um, I really like this beer. I got a soft spot for box anyway, but um, it's nice and chewy and caramely and uh, delicious, and I really enjoyed it. Um, big buy. Thanks for this one, Chuck. Wells? This is a lovely Maybach. Um, got some really great malt presence, some nice breadiness, a little bit of like... I mean, it's just... This is just a, a, a beautiful beer. It's easy sipping, great springtime offering. Um, burial. No kidding. Makes That makes a lot of sense. So... I was impressed by this, like legitimately impressed. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, Josh, where are you? So as somebody that really does enjoy German beers, I was interested to see this on the list, and then I saw who was doing it, and I was like, okay, (laughs) you got my attention here, and holy shit, this is fantastic. Uh, My box, by the way, springtime, supposedly... Loggers or their does uh what is is Frubach considered a Maybach? Yeah, yep. Okay. That would explain yep. why this one's clicking for me because yeah. I love Frubach. Yeah, I do too. It is my second favorite Old Mech beer, I think. Really? After, after Mechtoberfest. Wow. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, Copper, Captain Jack, Fat Boy, all really good. Seven of Four is moving up in there, Southside. Like these are all really good beers, but like Frubach. In Mecto. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, honestly, I'm right there with you. I love Furbach or Frubach. Uh, it's a fantastic yes. beer. If this was readily available in Charlotte, holy shit, man. I'd buy like a fucking keg of this bad boy. Mm-hmm. I might as well even just say, I'm going to fucking tap this one. Oh, come on. It's too early for that. It's no, too early for actually, that. Actually, I'm not. It's it's still good. Next beer up. Uh, okay. So, so we, this is the We Gonna Fight beer. Yes. From Pinsock in New Jersey, Double Nickels IPA. It's just a plain ass IPA. There's nothing to it. Yeah, you know, it says it had like it advertises on the can that it has over two pounds of hops per barrel. The nose and finish of this beer are dominated by notes of grapefruit, pine, and lemon. And yet all I got was malt. And more malt and like chewy malt. And that's not really what I'm looking for in an IPA. So no buy for me. Wells? Okay. I'm a little diacetyl sensitive. Uh, this is SmackDown loaded. I mean, this is a butter bomb to me. So I cannot, in good conscience, recommend this beer to anybody. And I can't believe that you want to give this beer to me. Fuck you, Josh. What's <laughs> wrong with this? It tastes like butter. <laughs> Josh likes butter. 
Yeah, I love butter. Cool, but I don't want it in my beer. You know what happened? If they I just, love buttered stuff. But if they just left this in the tank for like another fucking day, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's just, I don't know. This, God, this was by far the worst beer that we had this uh, session. So obviously I'm going to buy it. Josh, what do you think? <laughs> All right, so real talk, honestly. Go for it. I really like this beer. And that's fine. And then we had everything else that we had. Uh-huh. And I don't like this beer <laughs> So this is that, like, I've been out working all day. This is what I have cold in my fridge. I really like it. Yeah. Versus I've been out doing anything. There are multiple beers. This is my second beer, and I hate it. Yeah, pretty much. That's okay. Pretty much. I mean, had I had this with something else, I might have been like, this is fucking trash. So you might even say that the Chuck beer is better than this. Oh, 100% it is so far. All right, we've got that on record. 100% it is. Next beer up. Next beer up uh, from Wooden Robot here in Charlotte, North Carolina. The dropping... Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Dropping... There's an apostrophe. Dropping Paradigms. A juicy APA um, with Galaxy, Mosaic, and Centennial. Um, You know, um, this one... Like, it tastes good, but there's something weird that's happening on my palate midway through this. I like it up front. The finish isn't bad, but in the middle, there's something weird happening. Like, it's almost like I can feel it, like, rolling down my tongue, which sounds really bizarre. But I, something about this does not work for me. I don't like it. No, bye. Okay. Wells? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I can't quite put my finger on it, but... It's just this unpleasant sensation in my mouth. Yeah, like I can't figure out what's even causing it. Mm. It doesn't make any sense at all. Josh? I'll skip it. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, Not a big fan of this one. I don't know what it is about it that is not clicking. Uh, Jeff and I actually poured this as we were waiting for you to show up. Sorry. And he kind of pointed out the syrupy thing, and I was like, ah, he's crazy. And the more I have it, I'm like, no, he's 100% right. It's got this weird thing in the middle of my mouth that I can't explain, and it's not good. No bye. All right, uh, up next, another Chuck beer um, from our friends down in Savannah River. Uh, You might remember them from the, uh, the Dynamite Coffee. Okay. Okay. Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah. Um, And I'm sure Chuck was thinking of you when he sent this, but this is called Dungeons and Flagons. I saw the name. Uh, It is a fantasy role playing beer, uh, which is cute, but uh, there's nothing on the can that explains why it's a fantasy role playing beer. Are you only allowed to drink this when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons? Perhaps. What's a flagon? It's like a drinking vessel. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So maybe this is like more like like I always remember the uh, critical hit from Ninkasi. Yes. That actually had like, you know, like an actual real fourth edition character from D&D that you could play. Yeah. Like the stat sheets filled out. You could take it to your DM and go, here's my character. Well, times, good times. Wells's eyes got really big. I've played D&D like once. So they're it's just fun. It's theater. I, hey, I'm not judging it. I was just too yeah, young for this, it. That, that's Dungeons and Dragons, not Dice and Dicks. So, at any rate, at any rate, Dungeons and Flagons, uh, a double IPA, eight and a half percent. It's a pretty clear boy. Um, I like this beer. Um, Savannah River again continues to impress me. I like what they what they're putting out. This one worked w- real well for me. I like it. I'm a buy. Well, it's a bitter boy, clear boy, bitter boy. I like well, this. yeah. I yep. mean, yes. I sorry, I should have been a little more specific, but yes. It's a That's pretty tasty. I mean, that's really tasty. I mean, like, I hate to say this, but Chuck actually sent some heat this time. I shh, don't give him a head. I'm I don't not, give him I'm, a big I'm head. I'm wondering if it's because he listens to some of the past episodes. Pro- well, I mean, like sometimes like I know he's always trying to send the, you know, the best of what they got to offer. And then sometimes he's like, I don't know if this is any good or not. This is probably garbage. Actually, I hated this. This is for Josh. <laughs> it's a sour uh, uh, oh blackberry. Oh, God. Uh, 
Goza. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, if anybody made that, that would just be the worst fucking beer ever for me. A Blackberry Goza. Woof. I'd drink that. Of course you would. But are you buying this one? Yeah, of course I am. This okay. is really good. I enjoyed it. Josh, where are you with us? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm afraid. What happened? Did actually beer, beer purgatory not? Does it not exist anymore? Like, Chuck's sending some decent shit for once. Chuck's sending some bangers today. I mean, look, the fact that he can get... Like, I know Creature Comforts is tough, because we've talked about that. Like, he and I have exchanged messages about that, and I'm always like, hey, you know, like, it'd be great to get some of this stuff. And he's like, it's just so hard to get here, even where he's at. Yeah. You know? Which, by the way, if you ever go to to our office that's not in Dalton, in the other city in Georgia, Creature Comforts is literally 30 minutes away. Yes, I sir. have no reason to ever go there. I know. So the but, answer is no. But, but you could just make an excuse and then you could go to Creature Comforts 30 minutes. Totally a thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, I mean, the Creature Comforts, real good. Uh, like, I, I know he likes to send uh, this. these. Uh, the next two beers are from Wild Leap. Yes. He loves to send some Wild Leap stuff. Which so. we've become pretty big fans of. You guys have? Yeah, um, Wells and I have. Today we have uh, first up from Wild Leap. The Alpha Abstraction Double IPA, which we've had several times, but they're always different versions. Uh, this is Volume Twelve. Um, says varied hop profile, but it doesn't say what hops. Is uh, it on the bottom? Never hurts to look. Pack five twenty five. No, no. So I mean, it's two weeks old. Hell yeah! So thanks for that, Chuck. Um, that being said, uh, these alpha abstractions are really varying hit and misses with me. Um, this isn't my style, so uh, this one doesn't quite work for me. It's got a little too much like cloying sitting in my mouth, like crud feeling for me. I just I don't I don't care for that. This, okay, I, I I will. That's a very specific <laughs> description. I, I will drink that Dungeons and Flagons all day long. Uh, alpha extraction, I like about a third of them. Uh, this just isn't one of them. Uh, it's, you know, I, like I respect what these guys are doing. This just isn't for me. So it's a no buy for me. Okay. Fair. Well, well, feel like I just bit into a mango. This is really tasty. Nice tropical hop forward. A little bit of alcohol heat, which isn't, you know, unexpected from 8%. This really makes me want to freaking go down and visit Wild Leap and LaGrange. How, 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 how. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge buy on this. This is this is really good. Thank you, Chuck. Josh, what do you think? Uh, again, Wells, you plain, uh, explained it perfectly. This is like biting into a mango. This is fucking delicious. Like, holy shit. I feel like Chuck's going to get a big fucking head from this episode, and he shouldn't. I can't wait to see what that next box looks like. <laughs> we haven't. I mean, like, like, I'm looking at this entire lineup, and there really aren't any dogs. Like, well, there was there was one that we all, well, two that we all didn't like, so there was two dogs. Wait, what? Not in this box. Oh, are uh, you talking about Chuck? Not Chuck, not Chuck, 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 Chuck beers. Sorry, yeah. my bad. My we, bad. We dogs. Chuck on... is a hundred percent. It's you yeah, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> hey, the wooden robot was for fun. It wasn't even supposed to be on the show. Oh no, it happened. I wasn't even supposed to be at work today. <laughs> it was just we were waiting for you, and we got tired of waiting. So let's crack a beer. <laughs> What's cold? <laughs> What's the top thing in the keyser? It was the wooden robot. And so now I've got three others that I have to get through. Yeah, I'm not taking any of those home. You fucker. I know. Uh, I mean, I could could take one home and just make my girlfriend miserable. (laughs) What what does that have to do with taking a beer home, though? (laughs) I knew that was coming. I mean, you set yourself up for that one. Someplace uncomfortable. What, like the back of a Volkswagen? (laughs) (laughs) Lord, what's the final beer? Final up? beer up, uh, another beer from Wild Leap. This is Time, Love, and Tenderness, uh, another double New England style IPA uh, out of Lagrange. How, 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 how? You know, um, this one I actually liked a little more than the uh, Alpha Abstraction. Um, it doesn't. It 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 drinks a little cleaner. Um, I don't know if I'm thinking pineapple or if it's just if there's actually pineapple there, but uh, I, I this one I like. I, I would buy this one. Wells? I buy this one too, and your pineapple is not. I mean, that's the truth. That's that's pretty good. I think I'm going to take the uh, Alpha Abstraction Volume 12 over this, but dang, time, love, and tenderness. 
Holy crap. Chuck sent us an entire box, and I bought every single one of them. I'm kind of... It makes up for that last batch he sent. Kind of scared at the moment. Of course, you guys didn't get the, the couple that were actually pretty decent, but were IPAs that we couldn't have. Yeah, because we so. were separated. Oh, well. I will live. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, this is... Damn. Chuck fucking clean sweeped up the box. What is happening? I don't know. I'm for it. I'll like, say this. Uh, two of the 12-ounce cans are empty. Damn, Chuck. And there o- only is. So there's that. Wow. All right. It's time for I tap that out of all the beers we had. Which is the one that you would put on your kegerator, Jeffrey? Um, I really like the Dungeon and Flagons. But uh, I'm going to go with the Culture uh, Keepers Maybach. Um, man, that, that one just, it, it really, you know, like we were talking earlier, it's so hard sometimes to find a beer that stands out and there just aren't a lot of good box out there to begin with. True. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, Yulebach from Old Mac, Frubach from Old Mac, you know, like those are the ones that I know that I can trust. Um, I know there are other box out there, but it just isn't a very well or a very uh, largely made popular style. No, it's definitely not. But like, I I would have no problem getting through a keg of that Maybach. It's fantastic. Okay. It's great. Cool. Well, I had to go through and taste for a third time a couple of these beers just to see where I'm sitting because it's now between the Maybach and the Alpha Abstraction Volume 12. And I'm going to need a, uh, a, a Are second. Are you going to need a second? I am right. going to need Josh. a second. going to need a moment. Uh, I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. That Maybach is done. Like, give me a cake of that bitch, please. There's no question. And like, you don't have to worry about it. Like, you, you, you don't have as much of a timetable as you would with, like, an alpha right. abstraction. Yeah. Because my worry with something like an alpha abstraction is that if I can't kill it quickly, and depending on what my drinking habits are for any given week slash month slash whatever, I don't know that I would kill it fast enough. Like, right. I lost probably the last, I don't know, inch or so of hop, drop, and roll in my last sixtal because I just, I, I went through a spell where I wasn't drinking during the week. Yeah. And it just, it like all the hops died on it. it was yeah. Just, it, you couldn't drink. Like, it's not, it's not the beer's fault. Right. It's, it's your fault. fault. Yeah. It's my fault. But yeah. I mean, it, you know, at that point it was like three or four months old. So like, that's on me. Right. And then that is inherently the problem with putting a IPA on tap is that you've got to fucking crank through those quick. So Wells, where are you landing, bro? <laughs> I still don't know. I tried them both. I love them both. Um, which one do you love more? Good Lord. I mean, Culture Keepers is fantastic. Alpha Abstraction Volume 12 is fantastic. I'm going to not be difficult. I think I'm just going to, like, toss this one to Culture Keepers. All right. But, boy, uh, Alpha Abstraction's nipping at its heels for me. I would agree with you. Like, that, that one was This is right hard. I mean, I don't have to go back and, like, sample an additional two very often. Usually there's, like... A clear a real, winner, yeah. Yeah, usually yeah. there's a winner for me. Like, I may have a bunch of beers that I enjoyed, but it, but this is my favorite. And now it's like, damn, I don't. Anytime Chuck, I have you to, you done get, good. Yeah, thank, thank you, Chuck. You done good, Chuck. You done good, Chuck. All right, Jeff. There'll be the some show. Uh, peach cobbler in your future. Oh, thanks. Where are we at at the end maybe of the show? Maybe some of the zest intention. Yeah, maybe. Why not? That means I'd have to give up one of my cans. I'm not sure if I want to do that. Though. You can. It's okay. I have plenty to share. We can work something out. Right on. Uh. Meanwhile, uh, if you want to connect with us, craftbeercast.com is our website. We have uh, our old shows. Uh, you can get the RSS feed for our podcast. We're on most podcatchers at this point. I mean, we're we're technically on Spotify, uh, you know, so you can get us there, Google Play, um, iTunes. Yeah, the only one we're not on is Stitcher because they put ads in. Fuck them. Yeah, Stitcher did this thing where they were like, uh, we're going to put ads in front of your shows and you're not going to get any money for it. And so we're like, well, then you can't have our stuff. Because, it, look, if we're not making any money off it and we're not making any money off of the show, right? Um, then you're definitely not making any money off our show. Yeah. Because that's just not cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, connect with us there. Or uh, on the Twitters, at CBCast. Uh, Josh is pretty good about that. You can send us... Uh, Hate mail, uh, hate mail at craftbeercast.com. Contact at craftbeercast.com. Uh, you know, reach out, connect, et cetera, et cetera. 
uncertain times, unprecedented social distancing. Somebody's playing buzzword bingo. Yeah, that's they got to be close. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at all the Wells on Facebook. Well, actually, I guess you could uh, on on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, not really active very much these days because I'm quarantined and bored as hell. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Post stories, uh, links to interesting things, whatever the case is. Uh, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget our, about our Patreon. Uh, that just helps keep us alive. Uh, again, thank you, everybody that helped chip in. We got a new board out of it. I'm very happy. Uh, don't forget to monitor the Twitters. I will post the information about us watching the Great Cook Cock Cope thing uh, on the Twitters. So if you want to watch along with us, you can. Uh, so yeah, keep an, keep an eye on that. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.